<coughs> la 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 la. Hello, smelly bellies. Fancy seeing you here. Hey. Oh. Ladies. <laughs> welcome, Hi, to episode, welcome to episode 15 of the Smelly Cast. We are excited to be with you today. I've got uh, Phil Hudson. That's me. And Phil Hudson, you've got... My call. That's me. We're excited to be here. Sorry we missed a couple weeks. <sighs> Sorry. Uh, it's totally Phil's fault. Yep. Michael's always there, ready to go. I just, I'm just sitting here, constantly recording, talking to myself, and nobody's on the other end. It's just too bad people only listen to this for me. It's the truth. Yep. Let's get an intro. Ready? Mm. I just have to say that that now reminds me of Bob's Burgers because there's an episode of Bob's Burgers where they do capoeira. Really? Yeah. Do they talk cool. about only the strong, the only... No, they talk about jingas and stuff. The only decent really capoeira movie in the world? Yeah, seriously. The best. Well, we, we don't have much time tonight. We've got so much to do. This so is a much. very special episode of the Smelly Cast because we have been busy. While we haven't been recording, we have been doing other things. Some of those like things together. Movies. Watching tons of movies. We are, Traveling. We are only going to be, to give you guys a little preview, we are only going to be reviewing movies that are currently in theaters right now. And how, ma- how many are we going to do, Phil? Four. Four. That's incredible. Four. That's never been done before in the history of ever. That's how far. Ever. That's how far behind we are, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we also, before we get to the movies, we have a, our first annual smelly tour that Phil and I went on. It was incredible. It was, it was incredible. incredible. It was it was the 2014 Smelly Cast Smelly Tour, and Phil and I decided that this time we would we would take a trip to California. We got embroidered so, jackets Phil, and we got tattoos. <laughs> I, I wish. Neither of those things happen. Tattoos. Got a tattoo on my butt. Yeah. Um, Phil, why don't you tell us a little bit about how the Smelly Tour, how how it started? Because it didn't start. Well, sorry, I'm getting I'm getting way ahead of myself. Before we can talk about the Smelly Tour, I gotta crack open this soda. Oh, let's do this. Gosh, I need some refreshment. I've had this in my possession for a month. Me, I've had it for longer because I shipped you the one. I, I shipped you the one that's in your possession. Yes. So you what did. are we? What are we drinking, Phil? We're drinking a Fago Original Rock and Rye. Now this is supposed to be kind of similar to a Dr Pepper. Let's pop this top. Oh yeah. Oh, kind of went up my nose. Mmm, smells good. It does smell good. Smells. Smells a lot like a red cream soda. It does, and that's a problem for me. I don't like cream soda. I mean, I like I like regular cream soda. I don't like red cream soda. Anyway, let's pour this in. Let's get a little, little audio. Yeah. I just tasted it. Just red cream soda. The initial is red cream soda, and then it gets a bit of a bitter aftertaste like a Dr. Pepper. Oh, nice. It's like the worst bottle to pour out of. Yeah. 
Okay. Now, sorry, back to the Smelly Cast Smelly Tour of 2014. Yeah, so this uh, bad boy got started, my girlfriend and I. Yeah, I don't wonderful. like it. Sorry. You don't like it? It's okay. It tastes like a flat Dr. Pepper. Yeah, like a crappy one, like a watered down with a little, like a hint of poop in it. Or like someone accidentally spilled, like a little bit of the red cream soda sprayed into the cup. Yeah. Knowingly oh, you're there like you go. You're at, someone. you're at like a create your own soda thing, and you're yeah. like, oh, I want a Dr. Pepper, but somehow like a whole bunch the of guy cream soda you, stuff. The got, guy before like, you got the red cream soda. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, my, my wonderful girlfriend, she's amazing. Like the best. She's pretty cool. Um, she's pretty freaking awesome. I think everyone's going to agree after this if they didn't before. We were going to go to uh, California because I uh, purchased tickets to the Pete Yorn show. And we were also going to go spend some time at Disneyland while we were there. However, her work intervened and she had to not do that. She couldn't make the trip. So I was all about to just not go. And she surprised me by buying me a ticket to go anyway. So she bought me a ticket, got me a rental car. And, um, uh, yeah, amazing. Nicest thing any, anyone I've ever did has ever done for me, ever. Like, yeah. Then, so I get out there, and I just know I'm going to be there, and she's going to be in L.A. anyway, so she was going to meet me um, for the last, like, two days that we were there. So we, um, I, I get there, and I get to the car rental place, and I'm at the car rental place, and, and I think I'm just going to be there by myself for two days. At Disneyland by myself for two days, and then the Pete Yorn show by myself until she can get there. So I get to the car rental place, and then I find out it's this crappy rental place that wanted to charge me a $350 deposit and run a background check, a credit check on me to rent a What? Because I was using a debit card. So I guess in Inglewood, California, people will rent cars for a day, pay 40 bucks, and then just keep the car. In the ghetto. <laughs> Seriously. So anyway, uh, needless to say, National and Alamo don't do that. And I'm not going to about to ding my credit just to get a rental car. So I hoofed it through Inglewood at night with my luggage and my, my laptop bag. And I made it to how many? National, how many dirty hookers did you pass? Three and a half. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, there were none. There were none. So then the whole time... My girlfriend's just like calling me and she's just like, hey, where you at? And she told me she had a surprise for me and she's like, you know, call me before you leave the rental place. I just need to make sure it, you, it goes right. Just don't leave the rental place without calling me. And so she calls me right as I'm about to like walk out of this crappy rental place. And um, I tell her like, hey, I'm going. She's like, hold on. I need to call someone. Like someone's, <laughs> I, need to, I need to call someone. And I was like, well, what's going on? And she's like, I got you a bunch of chocolate-covered Mickey Mouses, and the florist is going to deliver them to the rental place. I need to call her and tell her where you're going. And I'm like, uh, oh, that's so sweet. And I totally believe it because she's so sweet and wonderful if she thinks about these things. So then we go to um, – so I, I'm, I hoof it down, and she calls me, and I'm sitting in the rental car, and I'm about to drive off because she just said, call me when you're leaving. So she calls me, and I'm like, yeah, I'm just sitting in the rental car. She's like, hold on, hold on. The lady's about to drop this stuff off. She's, she's on her way. And I was like, okay, do you think it'd be easier if I just got her number so that I can call her and tell her where I'm at? And she's like, um, no, uh, just stay there. She, she says she's going to be there. And right at that moment, I turn and I look to my left, and Mike's stupid face is coming up the escalator. 
<laughs> that was the surprise. She'd called Mike, and I don't know the other end of this. Uh, no, I don't know the conversation that took place. But early in that day, she was like, maybe I should call Mike and see if he can go there. And since I knew, Mike obviously loves Disneyland. Um, so, yeah, that was that's how the Smelly Tour happened. But uh, I don't. how did that conversation go, Mike? Well, yeah. So she called me on, uh, it was last Friday. <clears throat> and she's like, hey, so if, if My flight was, was Friday at 6.30, by the way. Yeah, she's like, hey, Phil is supposed to go to California. And he wasn't going to go because I can't go now. And so I bought him a ticket because I still want him to go. But he's going to be alone. And I'm just, I'm really worried about him. He likes to cry a lot when he's alone. (laughs) Okay. To add to this, just so everyone knows, I had a good friend, a mission companion for my LDS mission pass away. So that day, I found out like the day before that. So that's why she was alone. Afraid I was going to be sad and cry in the hotel. No, well, I was just kidding about the crying thing. I wasn't. No. Gonna, I wasn't going to go there. <laughs> well, it just happened. Boom! Okay. Be sad, everybody. Uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, how do we how do we come back from this? You keep telling about talking about like the conversations. Well, She's all worried I'm going to be sad and depressed in the hotel. Yeah, I guess I, guess I could. Okay, okay, okay. Let's just let's just refresh here with just a little. All right. Now okay. she she calls me up and she's like, "Listen, Phil, Phil is just gonna be out there alone." So I thought, what a great idea! What if you went out there and hung out with him for the weekend? And I was like, "Well, I don't know. I can't really like ditch my wife with our two spastic kids." And uh, the flight, I would have to fly out like in four hours, and that's not that's not gonna work. And she's <laughs> like, "Well, just talk talk to your wife, see see what you think." And so I went home to Nikki, and got down on my knees, like I do, and I was just like, "Baby, please, Phil <laughs> needs me." Much much like the bat signal, the Phil signal was on, and and so I was and so bless her soul Nikki was on a roll she said go for it get gone so there I was at my sister's graduation I'm hunting for flights I'm looking around everything's like a billion dollars for the ticket and uh, finally there's Southwest to the rescue never flown Southwest before because I've always kind of considered it the Walmart of airlines and um, (laughs) which is like all I fly but so I found these these tickets that were actually pretty good, and it left like in like like I said like four hours, and I actually would have uh, technically I was supposed to beat you to L.A. and then be like at your gate waiting for you. That was the plan, but uh, my flight got delayed by like forty minutes, and so I missed. I wasn't able to surprise you that way. So then I got so I got on the flight, I <laughs> and then when I got off. I was an idiot and I had checked my bag. So I had to go like wait for my bag to come through because I thought I was going to be early. And, um, and then, <laughs> then I call up Chelsea. I'm like, Hey, so where is he and what's going on? And I'm pulling, I'm pulling you up on find my friends trying to find you. And, uh, and she's like, well, he's in the ghetto. He just passed some midget hooker and now he's just, <laughs> he's just walking. And, and so I, I was like, okay, so I found him finally, and anyway, next next thing you know, I'm going up the escalator at National Car Rental, and Phil's just chilling in a nice Sebring, 
just waiting to cruise. And not a Sebring. It was a Chrysler 200. Oh, same thing. And uh, so I, I filmed the whole thing, and I, I posted it on YouTube. I'll be sure to post it in the show notes for this so all of our smelly bellies can see it. But uh, it was just a blast. And so that was how the surprise went down. But uh, what, what did we do on this smelly tour? We, hit some of, we did some of the greatest hits, some of our favorite things, many of our favorite things. So tell Ate us. Ate cookies what, in a hotel. Cookies in a hotel. Made people think we were gay. Yep, we, we acted gay like we that do. That was awkward. We had pizza press pizza. pizza. Press. We, we got to run so into good. our good friend, Melissa. I hung out with her for, for two days. It was great. Yeah. We got to do the Disneyland. Yes. Did I got Disneyland. to eat all of his foods. I ate, I ate everything in the park. I mean, we're talking Dole Whips. We're talking pretzels. We're talking lobster rolls. We're talking baked potatoes. We're talking, just you name it. I ate it. Pickles. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. yeah, so we did that. And then um, Mike was all for going to the concert. I just was not feeling it. And yeah. so Mike was also nice enough not to make me drive to Santa Barbara, which is where I accidentally bought the tickets instead of San Diego. And I thought Santa Barbara was San Bernardino, which is not the same place. So for those of you that don't know, it would have been a two-hour drive there and a two-hour drive back, and it would have not been... Would not it wouldn't it would have been would have been tough, especially after a day of Disneyland. A ten mile day. So instead, we went to Disneyland and I ate all my foods again a second time, and then we watched Fantasmic, which was awesome. It's my favorite show. It was great. It was my first time. It was wonderful. Yeah, so good. So good. Love the Fantasmic. Oh yeah. Uh so we went on some great rides though. We went on Pirates of the Caribbean. We went on Indiana Jones. Yep. We went to Haunted Mansion, got stuck like five times. It was great. It was great. I was like, I had my flashlight on on my phone. I'm like just taking pictures of everything. So cool. Let's see. Uh, what else we got? Big Thunder Mountain. Yeah. And the, fo- and the fog did not work for Phil. So that, no. that sucks. Um, let's see. What else did we go on? Didn't get a chance to go on Splash this time, but that's okay. We, mm. we did go over to California Adventure. We had some lobster nachos over there. Yeah, which were great. very good. Uh, there's a there's a mojito at the at the Cove Bar, much like a mojito but without alcohol. Delicious, fantastic. <laughs> I had I had a strawberry lemonade. Um, let's see what else did we eat over there? Oh, we, you uh, had your cone. I had a cone from the cozy cone, a little breakfast cone, some scrambled eggs and some salsa and some avocado. It was really good. Corn and beans and uh, and Phil, you you ate at Flows. We did flow V8 cafe. V8 cafe. He, he gave me gas. Yes, for the rest of the day. We, we rode Radiator Springs. We were able to actually ride it together. We, were, we got yeah. fast passes. We were All first in line. And the three of us that were there, boom, 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 front row of the car. And it was a blast. We even won the race. Yeah, we did. Because Mike yeah. and I figured out how. You steer. Yep. Yep. Imagine it's all about it. pretending like you're driving. Yep. That's the key. So the Smelly Tour was awesome. Yeah. It really it was great. It really was, and I can't wait for the next one. Tw- yeah, 20, 2015. Yeah, for sure. So it was wonderful. So we, and while we were there, we also watched one of the movies we we're going to review. Yes. Well, I mean, Phil and I can't hang out and not watch a movie. Mike and I watch movies. So we watched a movie while we were there. But I'll never guess yes, which one. Yes, we did. So I, I, do you have anything else you want to cover with the Smelly Tour? No, Smelly Tour was great. It was fun. I, I was sad that we didn't have more time, but it's okay. Club 33 was closed. 
Yes, yes. But hopefully we can go back there later this year, give a trip report of that trip. Hopefully. Hopefully. Hopefully our connection can be wonderful and hook us up. Yeah. Wink, wink, nod, nod, wink. Hopefully we're still friends by then. I mean. Hopefully. Uh, You never know. I hope I'm still friends with her. No, I mean me and you. Oh, yeah. Well, who knows about that? Yeah. We'll keep doing the podcast (laughs) at least. (laughs) It's always on the rocks. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Well, uh, let's ju- let's just jump right into movies. Let's get a little a little intro. A little intro. Let's see. How's this one? No, we've already done that one. No, we've already done that one. Movies. I really need to get some better intros. These suck. Yeah, those are weak. Well, so one other thing I'm going to do before we start in these movies, I didn't like that Fago, so I'm going to bust into the one that I was planning on drinking because I forgot about the Fago entirely. So, real quick. uh, I'm I'm, Mike. I'm going to be drinking an Anchor Ginger Root Beer, a soothing beverage for the traveler. Pretty excited about it. Uh, It reads this. It says... As a tribute to all the sea dogs and scallywags looking for adventure on the high seas, Anchor has the sweet taste of root beer with a soothing touch of ginger to help keep you sailing all day. Enjoy. So I thought that was pretty awesome. Phil, what do you think? I'm going to be honest, Mike. You cut out on me. I know I did. I can see that I did. Uh, I was just telling our listeners that I'm going to be busting into another soda because I wasn't a big fan of the Fago, so I just told them all about it. Well, I hopped in, and I I heard what you said, and it sounds delicious. I love a good ginger-style beer. Well, and this is a root beer, a ginger root beer. kind of funky. Anyway, Mm. so uh, what movie were we going to review first tonight, Phil, in our four-movie madness review session? We're going to review Gojira. Godzilla. Gojira. So let me tell you where I watched mine. I watched mine on uh, Tuesday. Tuesday of this week, I was watching Godzilla. And I'm in a theater in California, Culver City. And I'm sitting there, and there is an overweight Japanese lady sitting with her American husband. Oh, beautiful. And anytime Godzilla showed up, she clapped and got really excited. Really? It Did kind she- of made it. Was she like a survivor of... Uh... She, she might have been a survivor of the first attack. <laughs> <laughs> it's a documentary, right, guys? <laughs> That's right. That's uh, first of all, I just have to report on this. This is really good, this Anchor Ginger Beer. This is really good. Not too gingery, not too root beery, but they really go well together. Great really? head when you pour it. Great smell. Wow, I would highly recommend this one. It's an anchor. It's called the Anchor Ginger Beer. Ginger Root mm. Beer, sorry. Anchor Ginger Root Beer. We're going to have to check it out. So, uh, anyway, Mike, a um, couple things here. Obviously, spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen these for pretty much this whole episode. Spoilers. Yep. A um, couple things right off the bat. I, I enjoy a good Godzilla film. I grew up watching them. I was really happy that the Godzilla they put into this was pretty close to the original Godzilla. Very much so. They talked a lot about in some interviews that I read that they styled it actually after. They pulled a lot of elements from the original one, and that's why he's so fat. Yeah, it was great. I actually really enjoyed that. 
Um, this is definitely a character film. It's not so much a Godzilla film as it is a dealing with what people would do in that situation. If you happen to be specifically qualified to de-detonate new, undetonate nuclear devices. Yeah. Right. Very true. So, But I feel things, like that brought in a lot of more depth than if it would have just been strictly Godzilla. Right. Now, they brought in Mothra, I believe, is who the bad guy was. Yes, there's Mothra and there's the the M, like the Muf, Mufos or Mewtwo, yeah. Mewtwo, yeah, the Pokemon. I think that's right. I think that's right. I think it's Mewtwo. Yeah, so Mewtwo and Mothra and uh, God, God Hira. So basically, in this one, unlike the previous one that was made, the previous one was actually changed by the director, not by the original writers. Um, so anyone who's interested in reading all about that, you can go to WordPress or sorry, WordPlayer.com wordplayer.com and Ted Elliott and Terry Rossio were two screenwriters who've written pretty much every movie we've loved growing up including Aladdin and they wrote the original Godzilla and the director changed it to be what it is the the one that came out in like 2000 or whatever and they still he didn't change it enough so that their names are still on it and they said they regret it the turds yeah but the thing that happens um, is this one is Godzilla is basically nature's way of protecting mankind. And he just lays dormant and he only comes out when he's needed. Um, and the other one was Godzilla was a radioactive lizard that turned into a giant lizard. Radioactive. Imagine Radioactive. So that's kind of a little bit of background on the difference between the two. But um, I think I enjoyed this one more than the other one, than the first one. And I think... I will say there's one thing that I have a big problem with. However, I've been talking, so I'm like, I want to hear your thoughts on everything I've said so far. Well, um, I agree with you. Uh, there were They made some decisions that I thought were really interesting. So they um, they killed off Walter White really quickly. That's right? the thing that bothers me. It was shocking to me how fast and he, it, how and fast it wasn't he like died. It was underplayed. And uh, for those of you that don't, that don't watch uh, the... That haven't watched the bad, the Mad Men. Of course, that's Brian Cranston. And, Breaking um, Bad, you mean? Oh, sorry, Breaking Bad, not Mad Men. I'm very sleepy. <laughs> anyway, um, so I was very surprised that they they actually killed him off. I liked that he killed the, his wife off just from the from the beginning. It's like, yep. boom, here we go. We've got Brian emotion. Cranston's We've got amazing. depth. Oh yeah, and he yelled, like he did his like growl. His, I gotta know who my wife is, where my wife is. Yep. That monster killed my wife. That's my yep. that's my uh, Brian Cranston impression. Um, so it was good. It it wasn't. It was I've I've done better. Anyway, um, so I, I I didn't really like that. I was hoping we would get more of him. Um, he, I mean, he was he was okay. It was okay that they killed him off. But I was just really surprised. Um, the one, the one person, the, the actor that I loved and do love is the Ken Watanabe. Yep. He uh, plays Doctor Ishiro Serizawa, and uh, for those of you that don't remember him, he is our favorite, uh, our favorite Asian man. Ra's al Ghul. <laughs> Saito uh... in uh, in Inception. Yep, he plays Ra's al Ghul in Batman Begins. Begins, yep. He, he also is 
um, the last the samurai. samurai in the last samurai. Yep. 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 Anyways, I really, I really enjoyed him. I feel like his character was a little bit weird. Like he's this, he's this professional and the military doesn't like just chooses not to listen to him and just is like, Oh, what does he know? Until, until like they actually have to, but even then they still don't listen to him. Yeah. <laughs> so like it was like, I kind of was trying to figure out his role in the film and I feel like he didn't like, he didn't really accomplish anything other than like experimenting on the ma on the Mothra or the what are those called? Anyway, the the creature that comes out of the earth that Godzilla saves yep. everyone from, right? So overall, though, I I feel I was very skeptical coming into this. I was not super excited about it. I felt like Brian Cranston maybe we were just throwing in just to kind of bump the cast a little bit, and uh, I still feel like that may have been part of it especially where he didn't play as big of a role as I thought he was going to. But I, overall, I think, you know, I, w- I came out of there entertained, and I feel like I got my money's worth. I definitely think that it's worth seeing on the big screen because it's, yeah. it's a very much an epic film, and there's so much going on, so much destruction. And they, but they made a lot of weird decisions, like weird decisions to cut away from Godzilla and from the fighting to focus on the actual on the actors at different times, like I wanted to see Godzilla destroy a lot more of Hawaii and I wanted to see him destroy a lot more of San Francisco and like every once in a while, like, and don't get me wrong. There was definitely tons of destruction, but it would, it would just cut away from it at the weirdest times. And, uh, it kind of threw me off. So yeah, there were, there were a few I, little things like that, that kind of, I was like, well, I wanted to see that go back, yeah. you know? Yeah. It was, I mean, some of the fights were great, but again, they focused more on the characters and a lot less on the monster. So that was disappointing to me because I wanted to see that. I wanted to see Godzilla smashing things. And some of the things you saw were cool. Like one of the ways he kills the last monster, he grabs it by the mouth, opens it up, fires his, his like laser fire down its face, and melts its throat off, and then just like drops the head. Yeah. So I got to tell you, I did not see the fire coming. I, like sweet. when I saw his whole spine light up, I was like, "Holy crap! Here we go!" Yeah. Caught me off. By the way, too. the creature the creatures are mut- mutos, muto, massive unidentified terrestrial organism, muto. Right. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't see the fire coming, but yeah, that, it was a great ending, and I do love that Godzilla was like this this great you know, savior for, of mankind. And uh, I'm really curious what they're going to do with the sequel because supposedly uh, the sequel is already in the works. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I have not looked up uh, box office numbers on this yet, actually. So give me two seconds while I well, get there. We, yeah, you pull it up. Um, What's your rating, Mike? So my rating for Godzilla, I'm going to give it a pretty solid three out of five. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. There were some things that were a little off. Uh, some some questions that I had about it. Like I was wondering why some of the things happened in the plot that that you know just didn't really understand fully. But uh, overall, I, I found it very entertaining. I suggest people go see it in theaters, and it's probably worth uh, it's probably worth watching again. <laughs> For sure. All right. So what about you, what about you Phil? I would oh, we, got, it, we got numbers. 
Or what yeah. do you want to do first? I give it, uh, I give it a three. I give it a three out of five as well. It was entertaining. It mm-hmm. wasn't like great, uh, but it was, it was entertaining. A so. good, a good Godzilla movie. Yeah, good. Great. It was um, good. Could would have loved to see more Godzilla. Would have seen loved to see more Brian Cranston. But I understand why he died. So I'm okay with it. So, all right, numbers domestic total as of June, one hundred and seventy-eight million dollars. Wow, what's the budget? One hundred and sixty million. Wow, and they've already got a sequel going. Worldwide, three hundred and seventy-eight million. There you go. So, cool. As compared to the two thousand film, the two thousand film grossed ten million locally oh. on a thirteen million dollar budget, and only grossed twelve million worldwide. What a tiny budget! Wow, yeah. thirteen yeah. million. Yep, in two thousand. Wow, that it's is nuts. that's like nothing. Nothing. No wonder it was crap. Yep. You can't make it's, a good Godzilla Matthew movie Brod- with thirteen million. Matthew Broderick's paycheck, man. Yeah, seriously. So. <laughs> so. Anyway, that's uh, that's Godzilla. Anything else you want to add to that, Mike? No, that that covers it for me. Okay, so uh, moving on from there, we have our next film, which is A Million Ways to Die in the West. Now, why did we want to see this in the first place? Okay, well, I'm a big I'm a big Family Guy fan. Yep. And uh, as part of that, I'm also a big Seth MacFarlane fan. Yeah. So Seth MacFarlane is is I think is hilarious. He's very funny. I enjoyed Ted. And uh, I'm excited, and so I was excited to see this. The trailer looked funny. Everything, everything about it seemed like it was going to be pretty good. And I love a western, and a comedy western even better. Hey, hold on, I need to make a correction here real fast. I clicked on the wrong Godzilla, so there was another one that came out in 2000. But the 1998 Godzilla oh. did 136 million on a budget of 130, and worldwide did 379 million. Whoa, so similar so, numbers. Yep. So I apologize, everybody. I wonder. I wonder what the deal was. That's. I mean, technically, that's not a flop. Yeah, not a flop. But people still hated it. But it had that sweet song from P Diddy, that where he stole the Led Zeppelin song. I he was Puff remember. Daddy back then. I don't remember that. Come with me, Dana, 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 na na na. It sounds like you just sang. Sounds like you're singing the theme song for Mad Men. Oh. Dang it. It's like all the close. Okay. Anyway. Okay. So, uh, a million ways to die in the West. Now, uh, yeah. now, of course, we know we knew what it was when we picked it up, right? Yes. We knew what it would be when we went into it. We we knew that this would be a Seth MacFarlane movie. We knew it was going to be crude. We knew it was going to be just rude and probably have some horrible jokes in it, but hopefully have some good laughs as well, right? Right. So, um, I, I, uh, yes, I did laugh. I gotta say, I mean, I laughed a lot. We, we, we chuckled and giggled and, and, uh, belly laughed our way through the, through the film. Um, and Charlize Theron was hilarious. Yep. And, and uh, Seth MacFarlane was hilarious. And even, uh, Liam Neeson was, was good. <laughs> What's the other guy? Giovanni Ravici, I think. Ravici? Yeah. I love him. He's amazing. And he was great in this. And I love that they added in his Ted dance in the bar. Yeah. So great. Yeah. So, um, pretty crude. Honestly, I, 
but when I really come, when it comes down to it, it's not like it's a movie that I'm going to be rewatching. It's not a movie that I'm going to be quoting. It's not a movie that's going to stand out in my mind as like a great, great comedy for the rest of my life. Right. It was enjoyable. It was entertaining. Um, there were things that pulled me out of it. There were things that I loved that were in it. Uh, things that pulled me out of it. They, too many references to things that they shouldn't have known at that time. Yes, modern modern culture, modern day. modern medicine, modern culture. I mean, a lot of that stuff. Then they played up and laughed at a lot of the way people did things back then. Like he had this joke about, "I'm gonna have to go to the doctor and have a blue jay pick at my wounds to save me," and he does that in one of the scenes. Um, so it was a little hit or miss on that aspect for for me, but it was yeah. really funny. I agree with you. I think it would have. I think it would have made it a lot better if they hadn't have made any of those modern jokes. Because I think there's enough that's funny about it, and there was enough that was funny about it without those. That it could have been just fine on its own if they would have kept kind of those time period jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my very favorite things is uh, Back to the Future reference. Like, so great. That Talk is around. worth. Like that makes the entire movie worth watching. Yeah. So just great. for that clip. Uh, for those of you wondering or those of you that haven't seen it, it's a clip of Doc Brown in from uh, Back to the Future Part 3. And he's in his he's in the shed working on the DeLorean. And Seth MacFarlane opens up the door. He's like, what's going on in here? And he goes, uh, a weather experiment. And he goes, oh, okay. So great. <laughs> So very great, and I just so and there is a few of those things where they kind of pay homage to other other great movies, yeah. kind of one like of the, much like Seth MacFarlane does in Family Guy. So yeah, one of the best. Uh, the other part that I loved was um, at the end you get a surprise visit from another well-known Western star. Oh yeah, should we spoil it? Mm, I think we should let people find that one. All right, all right, all right. So uh, what what would you give this uh, film? Two and a half out of five. Yep, I'm giving it a two out of five. Oh uh, wow! I, I mean, I, I liked it. I won't. I probably won't ever watch it again. So, so again, this, so people understand the difference. For me, a two point five is uh, dead center in the middle. Um, not enough good or bad. So there wasn't enough bad to make me hate it. Not enough good to make me like really enjoy it and want to see it again. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's a slight difference on our scale. Well, and for me, the two means that I probably will never watch it again. Uh, it wasn't. Yeah. It just wasn't really, I don't know. It was probably, it was worth watching once and uh, not, not going to do it again. Yeah. Sucker me once. Shame <laughs> on you. Sucker me twice. So funny. Shame did you see that, you. did you see that gif on him, Drew, today? No. Yeah, it's like this guy walking onto a bus. So he walks to get on the bus. Oh, yes, I did and see it. <laughs> Yeah, this, this guy walks to get on the bus. And right as he's getting on, another guy steps on to follow him. And the other guy just hops on his shoulders and they run off. And then another guy walks up and the bus driver's leaving. And he's like, stop, 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 stop. And he does the same thing <laughs> over again. So, yeah, so super good. funny. I'll post, I'll post that gif in our... Uh, maybe I'll post it to our Twitter. So, um, all right. Well, well, next we've next got... We've got uh, 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 Oh, first of all, a little oh, echo going echo. on in my, in my headphones. Yeah, that's my fault. Sorry. I just, it's because I pulled my headphones out. Great. 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 Way to go. Way to go. Um, so next um, we're going to review, gonna review uh, uh, a, little a little film called Maleficent. 
Now, for this one, I've, I've, I've requested with Phil that uh, my wife come in and join us for a little bit of this review because she is a very, very big Sleeping Beauty fan. Uh, Sleeping Beauty has been her favorite favorite Disney film for a long time, as long as I've known her. And, um, and so, Phil, if that's still okay with you, I'd love to have her join us and uh, kind of give her review with this as well. You know, I don't know if I'm okay with that. Nikki gets better ratings than we do, and I can't handle that. Okay, well, Nikki, you got to go. <laughs> Nikki's got a much better radio voice than I do. Phil, Phil doesn't like you anymore. Oh, sorry, Phil. You can so, deal. Just deal with it. Okay, I'll deal. So, uh, for those of you that maybe haven't seen Maleficent, Maleficent tells the story of the villain in Maleficent in the classic fairy tale of Sleeping Beauty. Hold on. Hold up. Um, I don't know why you're talking about Maleficent. Let's just let's just go back for a second. Okay. Do okay. you guys remember summary. when Michael said that he did not want to see this movie. Yes. He had no... I think he's even said it over the podcast. Like, I, yeah, I think it was, was like maybe episode three. I did not want to see we it. We did. Anyway. I know we saw it, but I saw it for you. Shut up. I didn't want to see it. You forced me to see That's it. That's not true, people. Okay, go ahead. I just wanted to remind them that you did not want to see it. Okay, this. I did not want to see it. I was very skeptical. I was afraid it was going to be another Alice in Wonderland, a live-action Alice in Wonderland. It's going to suck. So... That being said, it, it tells the side of the story from Maleficent's point of view, and I have to admit, it very much makes us kind of side with Maleficent. You want to root for Maleficent, and uh, it gives a unique perspective on her character, which is much like you know uh, the the Broadway musical Wicked, you know, which kind of tells the the side of the side of the story from uh, the Witch of the West. And she kind of, and you kind of sympathize with her, and you kind of understand why she did the things she did. Same kind of, same kind of thing. And uh, of course, Maleficent was played by Angelina Jolie. And let's let's start talking about it. Uh, Phil, what did you think? I enjoyed the film. I think that I don't like the way. I mean, I can understand the way why they made this. Uh, my understanding is that um, the book was written. It did so well that Disney obviously decided they needed to make the film. Is that correct? I, I, don't, I don't know. Was it based off of a story? Yeah. I think there's a book called Maleficent. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So anyway, th- so this was written. And then, uh, in fact, I think I saw that at Disneyland, actually. Really? One of the first times we went. So here's my problem. Um, they say in history that history is told by the victor. Hmm. So why is the first version of Sleeping Beauty we got told from the losers perspective? <laughs> what a bunch of losers. So, um, so why, if this is the true story, why is she alive and why did we first hear of, the, hear of it the other way? Now, I, I, I don't know if this necessarily, if they're trying to claim that this is the true story. Because it definitely is... There are differences from the animated movie, and I, I'm guessing that there are dis- differences from the classic fairy tale as well. So Probably. I don't I don't know if if their intention was for this to be like finally shedding light on the true story as much as just kind of um, trying to create a backstory for Maleficent and make money. Yeah, basically, <laughs> I think that's really what it comes down to. Um, Nikki, what are your thoughts? 
Um, well, I thought it was awesome. Um, I did, you know, being a lover of Sleeping Beauty, um, it's been one of my most... Lover? Yeah. What do you mean by that? She had a phase in college. (laughs) (laughs) So we kept telling people at Disneyland. Um, We're going to have a phase. Oh my goodness. As as someone once told me, that's what college is for. (laughs) I think I told you that. When I was trying to get you to do that one thing that one time. (laughs) At band camp. This is what college is all about. (laughs) Anyway, um, no, I've always loved Sleeping Beauty. Um, Maleficent has always been my favorite villain. Um... I just always thought she was so awesome. Really? Yeah. Favorite villain? Favorite villain. Oh, Maybe. That's a, that's a great question for next time, Phil. We should talk about favorite Disney villains. Favorite villains. Hades is up there, but I do like I do like Maleficent. Nice. Um, she's pretty dang evil. So it was fun to see the opposite perspective of it. I knew it was going to be great. I actually had a, whole, a hang up with Angelina Jolie because I don't really love her, but she was spot on she was amazing i i have to agree with that i at first i was very skeptical of her and i was like how is she gonna pull this off she's so old and yeah i think um for me it was like why would they pick someone like i mean angelina jolie's known for her beauty right and so it's like yes. why would they pick her to play maleficent but then when they first show maleficent as a, an adult it made sense i was like oh, okay i get this yeah, yeah I, I truly was able to buy into her character so much um, I really, really liked her. Let's talk about those cheekbones. Those oh, were amazing. Powerful. I think they're real. I think she just like starved herself for the part, and then she just kind of... Yeah, I think they're real, too. <laughs> I, think she, I heard she got facial surgery. <laughs> they're permanent. <laughs> no, those are some also, sharp, sharp she cheekbones. Horns. She also had horns installed. <laughs> Um, uh, anyway, cheekbones. Yeah, yeah uh, way to disregard but, my my comment, guys. Just throw that away. <laughs> just put it in the trash, um, right where it belongs. But but part of the cheekbones, like even beyond that, I think was her overall makeup. Oh, yeah. Like the makeup was incredible throughout. I will say, yes, yeah, Mac, isn't it? Uh, Mac. Mac makeup. Yeah, I saw this yeah. thing in Disneyland about it. That's a thing. Isn't that cool? Like you can yeah. buy her lip because it's like that bright red blood. Who would want to wear that? Me! I would want You'd to wear that. You'd look like a Horace half hooker. Is it horish red? <laughs> it's it's pretty awesome red. So one thing that uh, my girlfriend pointed out in the movie was that her nails are white and the undersides of the nails were painted red. What? Whoa. Sexy red. That. Like It was hot. I'm going to have to look that up. Like, I'm going to try to make my girlfriend Are you sure you wouldn't think that, like, something's wrong with her? Like, oh, what happened to your she's nail? Did you drop, like, a... Did you bang it with a hammer? She's got blood under there. Killing people. Yeah. Um, so, there's just a couple things I wanted to touch on. Um, the shadow when she walks into... Is it a christening, I think, is what uh, Maleficent was going to. Uh, do you remember that? The shadow on the wall, her yeah. outline... It like that just struck me. Well, that whole scene the... was like straight from the animated movie. Right. It was so beautifully captured. Um, so that shadow, I just, I don't know, I got chills when I saw it. It was cool. Um, and then something that kind of bothered me um, was the fairies. Oh, the yeah, worst, they made the fairies look worst so part of the whole movie. And they changed their names. Yes. Yeah. What the heck? 
so there was no fat one. They like pretended. She was like half fat, skinny fat. I don't know. Yeah, but I, I mean that honestly, I felt like they tried. To, so in the animated movie, they definitely provide the comic comic relief to the whole story. And in this one, I think they tried to do the same thing. But I don't know if it was just bad writing, or or what, it, or maybe bad editing. But it just it wasn't funny ever. Like I truly just every time they were on the screen, I was like, oh, these stupid idiot fairies. So like, the, uh, just fix this. So I haven't seen the Sleeping Beauty in a while. So Nikki, you might know. Um, didn't they use magic with her growing up? Yes. Yes, they and fight they over out, the dress. Like they boo, cut out ping, all magic. Boo. Yeah, of her they, growing up. we will no longer use magic. Well, we'll they tr- they try to cut it out. They, I think they in the animated movie they talk about cutting it out, but then they say like, okay, just this once, and then they fix the house, and then they're like, okay, maybe again, and they change their clothes, and then you know when they get in the fights, they they use the magic back and forth, which they kind of hinted at, and they definitely had the one scene where she slapped her in the face, and her, and her face turned blue, but that was good. And I, I just like, I feel like it was maybe a reference to the animated movie, yeah. but I wish one, that they would have tried to copy. I wish they would have tried to copy the the actual animated classic more. But what I wonder is if they might be closer to the actual fairy tale. Yeah, and and same thing with the names and their actions. Maybe they were just these bumbling idiots. I don't know. Um. So I was yeah. I was super disappointed with them and just the change when Melissa Maleficent curses. Um, Aurora, I, you know, the third fairy is the one that, you know, Maleficent doesn't have mercy, and they showed that in this. And, yeah. Um, well, I think that's part, that's part of Because wasn't it the third fairy we, that said, well, you'll be, curse will be lifted with true love's kiss? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Well, and, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I guess I see why they did it, but at the same time, I was like, that's not, like, I wasn't, I didn't like it. Again, <laughs> if they lost, what's the point in having them tell their side of the story, guys? Yeah. We've been lied to our whole lives. I mean, they, um, I feel like they didn't lose. They definitely won in the end. Yeah. Yeah, but the humans, but, yeah, but, no, and if the Maleficent's version, if the movie of Maleficent is the version, then and Maleficent wins, and Sleeping Beauty's telling her version of the story, then I mean, the other version is wrong. But you don't think that Sleeping Beauty... Yeah, well, it's different, but you don't think that Sleeping Beauty wins at the end of this one? Because I... She I, does. And so do her people. So what do right. you think about um, what do you think about the twist at the end? The kiss. The kiss threw me for a loop. I think I thought it was going to be the bird. So my girlfriend loved it. She loved it so much. She was just like so ecstatic because it's it's like it's a it's a it's a mother's almost a mother's love. Which is, you know, it's it's not a romantic love. It's a love that endures. It's a caring for that person instead of a, I feel this in my loins and in my heart. It's a, I feel it in my soul type of, I care for you as a person. So, yeah. I, I can get it. And I, I my, what I wonder is, is this a trend we're seeing because Frozen did something similar? I, or, I, thought is this, I, thought, I didn't think about that. Or is it different? Like because because Frozen was honestly the first Disney movie where it wasn't well the second Disney movie where it, was, where it wasn't like, oh yeah, get married right away to your Prince Charming. This is like, you know, similar. It's not about that right. type of romance. It's about something deeper. Um, well, what about Lilo and Stitch? I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just a second. 
Um, there's been a few, but yeah. So I thought the same thing. I thought, okay, they're just trying to break that chain of like you don't need a man kind of a thing. Um, you are strong on your own. But um, yeah, I thought that was awesome. I actually did tear up a little bit at that part. You know, and she called it a beastie at the end. I thought that was mm-hmm. a little baby, baby Aurora smiling at her. Aurora that was funny. cute. It's cute. Um, but yeah, for the. For the most part, I really did love it. Like, I would love to go see it again. I don't see movies twice in movie theaters. I just don't. And that would be one that I would be happy to go Guys, see again. Guys, i got something to tell you. What? i got to tell you that uh, my girlfriend's been sitting here the whole time we've been talking about Maleficent, and she's been feeding me stuff to say. Oh, nice. Well, have her join in. We'd love to hear from you. That's what I'm trying to tell her to do. Come she's on got in. great just advice. Nope. And gr- She's much better house. at podcasting. I think Mike, you and I are eventually going to be kicked off this podcast, <laughs> and these two girls are going to end up like not, running the podcast. Yeah, right. Do you, you think two girls would run a podcast called Smelly Cast? <laughs> You're going to change it to like Pretty Cast, Flower Cast, <laughs> Flower Cast. We'd get rid of Cast too. Aurora Cast. <laughs> Something lame. Yeah. You got anything you want to say? She's shy. <laughs> Why are you so shy? Yeah. Um, oh, what was my other last point I was going to talk about? Once Upon a Dream. Oh, that is Once Upon a Dream. What the heck happened to the song? Hello. Well, so they mean they did copy, I mean Disney owns it. Yeah, yeah, but they but they did have it at the end during the credits and it's sung by Lana Lana Del Rey. <laughs> And uh, honestly, I thought it was creepy. I thought I just—I was like, "This is not the way I wanted." I think this, my girlfriend has some like roll. really strong feelings on this subject. Okay, we let's hear. To, like, let's hear about your opinion of Lana. Let's all be quiet until she talks. Okay, go Chelsea. Are you as pissed as I am? Just dead air. <laughs> okay, I would just like to point one thing out that's driving me nuts. <laughs> this whole like motherly love thing—I don't think it's like another thing off Frozen. I think it has to do with something completely different. I think it's just a new, not a trend, but maybe social, like social movement yeah. um, that we're moving towards. And I think it's really fantastic because for so long there's been this whole, and there still is, you know, the glass ceiling over women and all this kind of negative stuff as far as like women on women, like getting angry with each other instead of working together towards a common goal. And I think it's so beautiful that we're starting to see these sort of things in Disney movies kind of like the girl power, you know, bringing in a mother and daughter love or a sister and sister love and being able to show how you can care for another person and work towards their happiness. And yeah, it doesn't have to be a man. Exactly. But it's, it, I don't think it's so much like, or even a man or a man, man coming to the rescue. Yeah. But I think it's more than that. I think it has to do with like women, not tearing each other down, but rather building each other up. And I think that's something that's so important and, and it's, one of the things that's going to help us advance, you know, and, and break through all those glass ceilings. I mean, so that's the, the, the CEO of General Motors is now a woman. So I would just love to follow her around for like a 24-hour period. I'm so, I've got a girl crush on her hardcore. <laughs> but I, I think she's fantastic. And she's I'm just, still in I'm, college, people. <laughs> I would love, uh, love to learn more about this woman. That's I, the, She's got two degrees, Nikki. You're <laughs> still in college, technically. Hey, burn. Hey, listen. Listen, oh. yo. I didn't, I dropped out. Not <laughs> <laughs> Just another statistic. <laughs> no, um, 
I, I so that's that was my point. I'm wondering if it's more of like they saw how successful Frozen was, or if it really is part of this like social consciousness where it's like, okay, guys, we can. It's okay. These things are okay, and we can put them here, and people will still love them. And I mean, I would hope that we as a society have reached that point where we're okay with these things, and it's not taboo to talk about them. I yeah. still kind of, yeah. I still kind of hoped for the little bit of the love story. I'm a softie at heart. Like, I really wish that they would have had their dance. You know? I think, they, but what they proved and what they, they I mean, they think they made a definite statement about that not that kiss not working and proving that that's just kind of unrealistic. That well, you can have that. At least the song, like. At least but it goes later. against everything on on the um, show. Once upon a time, also yeah. owned by Disney. That goes against everything right. that that stories that shows about. So, but it's just contra- a bit of a contradiction within the last two years. Which is yeah. which is why I think that they're not necessarily claiming that this is the true story. I think this is a this is a telling of Sleeping Beauty that stands alone. By sold by Sleeping Beauty. Disney. Yeah, that's what she said at the end. I should know because I'm the one. They, they call, call Sleeping, Sleeping Beauty. Beauty. Yeah. So if Sleeping Beauty is a survivor and she won, this is the correct history, and the other one was a lie. That's my whole point. Or it's just a different telling. But told by the person who survived. It doesn't have, I don't think that they're trying to be consistent with the old one. I mean, they made references to it, but I, I, there were things that were totally 100% different. I like know, but wings. that's my point. That's my qualm. Yeah, wings. where the hell did she get the wings? <laughs> that was. That's the point. They were pretty cool, though. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe it's one of those things where, like, as stories get told and retold and retold and retold, things get distorted. Yeah, I'd like you to know. See. So maybe this was like the original story. And the other one was, and then and then the, the macho women, men came in, and yeah, the king because, was like telling I mean, about the evil it's queen. History, right? There's and like this whole thing. The well, prince like, had story. to slay the dragon. I'd like to yeah. see. Yeah. Or what if what if this? I like isn't... that. I like that take of, on the dragon. This new dragon that came in that was like this altered raven. I was so, so cool. for that. It's yeah, great. but what if what if this isn't the truth of it, but actually just another telling of it that's just but Sleeping getting, Beauty that's just told the story, more, Mike, or con, more confusing. But maybe, Mike, maybe Sleeping she's got Beauty told the story. She doesn't remember. She's got Stockholm syndrome now. Yep, from the dragon, guaranteed. I agree. She's in Chelsea. shock. The way they incorporated the raven, um, like that was really that was really awesome. How they? Oh yeah, the raven was great. So you guys didn't like the song though. No, I feel Lana like Del Rey in the credits. I feel like it's such an amazing song. Like it's like as a kid, you know, like how all, every little girl has their favorite Disney song. That was like mine. Be they, our guest. Be our guest. <laughs> or, you, or Phil. <laughs> no one fights like Gaston. <laughs> but like that holds a mic mine. like Gaston. No. Just kidding. So I was. That was the only. That was no one of the only major things that I. Ride a bike like Gaston. He's awesome and he's got great hair to prove it. Let's all go fart like Gaston. <laughs> so um, yeah. Anyway, um, I'd love. To, uh, do you have any more you want to talk about on Maleficent? Uh, no, but I would like to give some ratings all around, all four of us. Okay, so we're we're fetching a puppy. So we're talking about ratings, Chelsea. We're scale of one to five. Um, it's your scale, so it can mean whatever you want it to mean. But, um, Mike, let's start. I want to hear Nikki's last. I want to hear Nikki's last, actually. Okay, okay. I'll go first. My my rating is a 3.5 out of 5. Okay, 3.5 out of 5. Uh, I liked it. 
Uh, I'll probably watch it again. Uh, I didn't. I didn't absolutely love it. It's not like my favorite one, and uh, I don't think it's. I don't. It's not like the best movie of the year for me. Yeah, I would agree. Three point five. Nice, Phil. We're getting on track these days. We are. Uh. So three point five again. Great. I, I, there's one thing that I wanted to say. So we watched it in IMAX and in 3D, and. Did you guys watch it in IMAX? Uh, not in IMAX, but we did watch it in 3D okay. and uh, hated the 3D as always. I will say that... I hate 3D too. Nobody yes. else understands this. No, a lot of people you for, Thank you for being it. on this Mike page. Mike and I have don't, a bet. Don't worry, Chelsea. 3D is going to die. It's going to go away. You don't have to... We don't have to live with it for much Mike, longer. bet me one year salary in 15 years. One year? It, it keeps going up and up and up. <laughs> Are you afraid? His salary that, or mine? Mine. Don't worry. So, glass uh, <laughs> <laughs> ceiling got broken in the hall home. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, Mike bet me that that uh, 3D would be gone in 50 years. Would be obsolete. It'd be obsolete, and I told him there's no way because it was it's been around since the 30s. Then it was in the 80s. I thought it was 20 again. years. Okay, maybe it was 20, and maybe it was like one month salary. 50 years, I'm gonna be dead, man. <laughs> it's all that soda. Well, yeah. Um, anyway, so um, I will say that this was one of the. So I'm a fan of 3D when done properly. I hate 3D when done improperly. And I will say that the 3D in this was exceptional. So it, it helped with depth of field. And I, I disagree so, as well. But neither of you like 3D, so your opinions are are void. No, no, no. Like, the 3D for me, it took it it took me out. You don't like 3D anyway. This this movie is the You're is right. the second movie that I've seen this year in 3D. The first one was 300, the two, 302 Dalmatians. <laughs> so, and and that one that one was definitely worse than this one when it comes to the 3D technology. And I mean, and Disney does they yes they do it well, but it still pulls me out. You know, right. every time, every time that she goes flying at the camera and it zooms right at you, it's like, oh, come that, on. That's a gimmick that I don't so like. So dumb. So what I'm referring to is more how it elevated for me. Yeah, 3D, um, 3D cheekbones. That's Nikki's joke. 3D cheekbones. <laughs> so anyway, for anyone who enjoys 3D, um, it was very well done, 3D. And it was one that I felt didn't inhibit the film and it didn't make it worse. And you can tell a difference from... Um, when you take your glasses off, which is a huge thing. If you're spending that much money, you need to be able to tell the difference when you take your glasses off. Yeah. Don't watch the Green Hornet in 3D. It's a waste. The, so, anyway. Yeah, I'm totally against 3D. And honestly, I I, I want to like take off like a whole star just because they released it in 3D. <laughs> you're dumb. You got 17 years left, Mike, to pay me your salary. So Nope. Yeah, it won't be there. It will be. It's an right. a, it's a, it's ebb and flow. It's a rise and fall. <laughs> okay, Chelsea. You're, and it's you're falling. I'm torn because I really don't like 3D. But I think I would watch it again if it were not in 3D. So take out 3D and how would you rate the film? Okay. Mm. I think I have to say like 2.75. Dang, we Out just got into five? Like, the, like percentages. Like <laughs> you asked on my That's scale. Awesome. <laughs> so just you just just barely over half. Like your very favorite movie and your very least favorite movie. It's just just barely over the middle. Well, I thought this was a f- 
one of four. One of five. Oh, one of five? Yeah. Oh. Five, five star scale, so. Well, then the three and a quarter. Three and a quarter. <laughs> that's, that's not a thing. <laughs> it's, whole, okay. it's holes so, and halves. <laughs> but I meant by when I told you it was your scale. Is that okay, okay. Scale it can be your scale. scale, but I want you to, to clearly define what that one okay. quarter star is. So a three means that I would watch it again. Anything less, I, on a one to five scale, a three means that I'd watch it again, but not that I really like it. But a three and a quarter means I did like pieces. But you didn't like it overall. Like, not very much. I, I did like it, but I'm just, I'm a tough grader. It's true. Wow. That's, that's nuts that a three means you, doesn't, you don't like it, but a no, three and a, three a quarter means, means I, you do. I like it. I guess that I'd watch it again, but what, anything okay. less than a Let's three, get I'd a baseline. What's the worst movie you've ever seen? <laughs> if I say it, I think I'm going to be shot. No, Star Wars. <laughs> I will never be invited to Is watch. It Star Wars. <laughs> Okay, we'll just skip that one. What's no, no, I want to hear this. What is it? What is the worst movie you've ever seen in your life? The Pacifier. No, remember that Hillary Duff movie with Wonderful. something about a briefcase? Okay. Hillary, Hillary Duff and the Traveling Pants. Okay. No, no, no. She wasn't in that one. Worst uh, Something movie. like Beauty and the Briefcase or something. I think that was it. Beauty and the Briefcase. Stupid. And yeah. it was the dumbest, like the worst plot... Worst acting. It was just awful. I think I think that is my my. I could not watch it again, even if you paid me. What's your movie. What's your perfect movie? I don't have one yet. Okay. What What's your favorite movie that you've ever seen? My My four point two five to five. Oh my gosh! You can't rate movies like that. <laughs> you can, but you shouldn't. <laughs> I have yet to see a movie that's better than four stars. Really? Mm-hmm. You just told us there's a 4.25. I said over four stars. I have yet to see one that's over four you, stars. So Pride and Prejudice, no? That's that's really close. Yeah. But not over four stars. Uh, Serenity? Oh my gosh. Okay, well if we're talking about anything it's Joss all, Whedon. All movies. Anything Joss Whedon just automatically gets at least like a three and a half just for third. being Josh's. Yep. Yep, Joss. Yep. That's what I said. Josses. Oh, you said Josses. No, I didn't say Josses. <laughs> we okay. were recording this. We could just... Okay. <laughs> no. So. Wait, what? Didn't Nikki agree with me? Yeah, I agree with you. I love Pride and Prejudice. I told you I love her. Okay. So. <laughs> anyway. Oh so, so these are five. All right. So we've got our rating. Three, three and a quarter. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> we have to go redo the whole website now. Oh, that's a thing. No, we're not. We're just going to say, we're going to round down. <laughs> then I guess it was a three. Okay. All right, Nikki. I'm going to go with a four. Four? Four out of five. Higher. Nikki did love it. Um, you know when you walk out of the movie theater and you just have that feeling of like, life is good. The world is good. I just had that feeling. Just, you know, after you see a good movie and you're just happy. That was kind of how I felt. I walked out and I said, Mike, I want to be Maleficent for Halloween. <gasps> so, I love 
that idea. My little uh, three-year-old would disagree and probably cry. She has me set for Anna. But... She could be, be the raven. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I would say a four because there's some definitely some things I didn't love, especially the song. Um, but I really, I really did love it. All right. I'd highly, I'd go see it again. I want to go see it again. There we go. Okay, well we're well we're pushing an hour here, so we got we got to get going. And uh, now is the time where I have to excuse Nikki and uh, thank her for joining us on uh, this. But uh, Nikki needs to leave because we are going to review X Men: Days of Future Past. So let's let's see here, Phil. You've you've seen this film, correct? I have. And uh, what did you think? Oh, okay. So. One of the best movies I've seen in recent years, honestly, is X-Men First Class. I agree. And Michael Fassbender, I have a man crush on Michael Fassbender. Who doesn't? He's so hot. Like, he's amazing. So hot right now. he's, like, everything he's in, I just love. Prometheus, this, Mm -hmm. I mean, everything. He's just great. And him being Magneto makes all of it work. Yeah, he's a great, he's a fantastic Magneto. I feel like the torch truly has been passed. Yeah, absolutely. So that being said, jumping into this, I had high expectations because not only have the X-Men movies been getting better with X-Men Wolverine, which I loved, um, but also mm-hmm. with uh, the legacy of the first class and this being the sequel. So right. it's also cool because it ties the two mini franchises together. Yes, yes. It, it truly is a handoff. It is. So they're back together. The, so the first three are now together with the other ones. They all fit. X-Men Origins, Wolverine, which a lot of people didn't like, deals with Stryker. He's in this. Uh, X-Men Wolverine, that is how they recruited him to help fix this problem. Okay. So it's, yeah, it's awesome. It marries everything, which I'm just happy about. So... I really enjoyed this film. I will say that I still like X-Men First Class better. Really? Mm-hmm. So I've, I've, I've now gone back and I've rewatched X-Men First Class. I didn't get a chance to see it before I saw Days of Future Past, but I did rewatch it, and it does. It holds up so well. It's so good. It is just It is a solid, solid film, and it's a fantastic X-Men film. Yeah. Probably my favorite X-Men film. Which is huge to say that. So, yeah, there's so many, and they're and they actually all have a great place. Um, but honestly, I feel like Days of Future Past is right up there. It really is, and uh, and and having the full cast there, I loved. I absolutely loved it. Um, yeah, it was great. Uh, yeah, there's not there's not a lot that I can say that I didn't like. That's the thing. Um, I feel like. I feel like it was really solid. I wish that we kind of would have had more of um, more of the old cast, more of uh, you know. They, it was awesome though that they were able to get all of those people yes. in the sequences where it is, you know, the present day of X Men. Yeah, yeah. Well, so. and I mean, talk about a killer cast. I mean, J- James McAvoy, Jennifer Lawrence, so like great. just <sighs> Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, sweet. Mystique. Sweet, sweet Jennifer. Hmm. Um, and uh, I mean, we we can't deny the fact that we got to see Hugh Jackman's butt. So huge, so good looking. Nothing better than seeing Hugh Jackman. Yeah, in the nude. 
Uh, all I thought right there is how many girls are just like just like dying at this moment. A lot. Yeah. So a lot. Yeah, it was great. Great. So, do you have any uh, criticisms, Phil? Anything that you would have changed or that you didn't like? Um, you know, uh, our good friend Dustin, who was once on this podcast, he and his wife wrote a review of this on their website, which we'll post a link to in the notes. Yeah, and it was, you know, it was interesting because they did bring up a few things about what they could have done to make this movie better, and they talked about a sacrifice, yes. someone, some major character dying. Um, so for me to make it better, to make it on par with first class, I would say, I would say that I feel like the scenes in the past were honestly a little too rushed. Mm, They were very fast. I feel like they were just trying to fit too much together. And and action packed. Yeah. It didn't do it justice. The things that were in there were incredible. Like just so incredible, mm-hmm. uh, but I just feel like it was a little rushed, and they could have spent more time. And I, I'm a little partial to Michael Fassbender as Magneto, so the past instead of the future. So I would have loved to spend more time in the past, even though that's where most of the movie was spent. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I I definitely agree actually with Dustin and Tamara. I I hadn't really considered that before I read their article, and I, it was really insightful. But I I do, looking back, I feel like I've it does have the same problem. Like I don't have as much of an emotional connection to the situation. I mean, yes, everybody's going to die, but you know, what are the chances that it's just not going to work out? You know? Yeah. Right. So it's a, it's a movie that we're making. Yeah, exactly. And, and, um, and so I, and Hugh Jackman, I thought was fantastic as always. Like he really is the Wolverine. Like no, I don't know who, anyone else that's going to be able to pull that off when, when he gets too old to do it. But, right. um, but, but they're right. There's not, there wasn't any real emotion in it for me. Like nobody really suffered. Wolverine uh, a little bit, you know, when they throw him into the river and he gets to strike her earlier in his life. Yeah, a little bit, but he'll but be, we don't see the effects of that. He'll be fine. Um, one other thing that I hated was, uh, very end. So the major spoiler alert here, very end, um, when they're pulling Wolverine out of the water, um, we see, we see, uh, what's his name that's pulling striker, Stryker. sorry, strikers pulling him out of the water and like turns and looks over towards the camera and we see the eyes flash and it's very clearly mystique. And so I just was like, like that you know threw me I for a huge, that it threw me for a huge loop. And I, I was like, what, wait, what? So was that striker all along striker that, or, or was it, was it mystique that did the adamantium and all of that? Holy like, crap. are we, are we talking about something way bigger there? And is it going to even answer it in X-Men apocalypse, which comes out in 2016? Holy so, crap. so I don't, I, I don't really know how I feel about that. Because it, like, I feel like, I, I don't know. So I, I hope that that gets addressed. And I, I haven't done enough reading online. Um, and so people might know that might tie in with something in the comics that I'm just unaware of. But uh, I'm really curious about that because it really threw me off. Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't even, I didn't even remember that, honestly. So, yeah. Wow. Okay. So, uh, Phil, what's your rating for X-Men Days of Future Past? 4.5. Mine's a 4 out of 5. Yeah, so 4.5. Um, but I have to give this one a, a, an extra 
shiny metal because this now takes the place as my favorite movie of 2014. We replaced Captain America. Replaced Captain America. It did. Yep. I yep. definitely liked this a lot more than uh, Captain America. I need to watch it again. I think I need to check it out again and enjoy it. I think, yeah. Yep. So that's uh, that's for me. Now, uh, really, really fast because I know I know we're really pressed for time, and I apologize to our smelly bellies, but you know what? We have we've been gone for so long. We got lots to talk about. So. Uh, uh, I've got I've got some favorite things that I'd like to share, really fast, um, and then Phil. I don't know if you have some that you can share also, but uh, we can we can go through those and then uh, probably just call it quits for this episode, episode fifteen. Okay, go ahead. Um, I'll quickly think of a couple things. <laughs> okay, sounds good. <laughs> so um, one of my favorite things right now. Uh, there are very few things that I collect from Disneyland. Lots of people collect different things. One of the biggest things that I collect is pounds. So I go there and I eat lots of food and I take those pounds home with me and they stay with me forever. <laughs> but there's one other thing that I collect. And, um, you know, I've thought about collecting pins. One thing that I'm interested in collecting is the smashed pennies. I think that would be pretty cool. Uh, other people collect, you know, all sorts plates. Of plates, all sorts. Of, my wife collects everything. Like she just, she just buys everything Disney. Um, but uh, one of the things that I have decided that I want to collect are the Park Stars series of Vinylmations. So for those of you that don't know, Vinylmations uh, for Disneyland are, are small vinyl figurines that are about three, they're three inches tall, and they, they, are, they, they have everything, you know. So they have ones for, you know, sports teams. They have, and, and they're all usually in the shape of Mickey Mouse. So, but it's a blank blank canvas kind of and then they have different things printed on them so sometimes it's like football teams sometimes it's different characters from movies you know there's like an anna and elsa mickey vinylmation right so one of the so this park stars series is actually not in the mickey mouse shape and it's only characters from the disney parks now i mean i love disney movies and things but that's not really what i'm passionate about the most i'm the most passionate about disneyland and disney world and the actual parks and the history history. of the parks and what went into them and so i love i love the idea of collecting something that kind of represents characters from inside the park so i have a few of these i've got like mark twain i've got um the the guy from norway uh i have no clue Anyway, he's from Epcot. Um, I just barely got Jose from the Tiki Room. And uh, tomorrow, actually, Series 3 of the Vinylmations come out. And uh, this time, so I've only ever bought them one by one. Oh, and one of the things about Vinylmations is you buy a a box or a tin, but it's all sealed. You don't know what you're going to get. So out of each series, there's 12 Vinylmations. One is a mystery Vinylmation that nobody knows what it is until until you actually get it but you could get any of the 12. So you're kind of gambling on it. So the only way to get the ones that you want is to buy like the full box set, which is what I'm going to do tomorrow with the series. Three That's one. awesome. I'm going to buy all 12 of these vinyl nations. And then the ones that I don't want, I'll sell on eBay and you know, probably make some money there. So I just love these vinyl nations. I'll, ha- I'll post some pictures up in, uh, in, in our, on our show notes. And, uh, so you guys can see it. So one of the other things that I really love is, uh, Incense. I've 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 had uh, incense in around me you know, in my room or in my house for years now, um, and of course my favorite being the Nag Champa, and yeah. 
and so I bought a, a big variety pack the other day, a big 12 different types of incense, and uh, I've been burning it nonstop, and my house smells amazing, and uh, I really like incense. So Satya Sai Baba is the brand that I like, so if anybody ever wants to buy me incense, there you go. Now, the last thing is something that I've been looking for for a long time. Uh, many of you know I'm a, I'm a big fan of sour things. You know, I can eat, I can eat a lemon. I can eat a lime. I really like sour candy. I like sour patch kids, you know, sour patch straws, sour gummy bears. Um, I really like warheads, but I've always been kind of on a quest to find the most sour candy. And so in doing my research over the years, which has been an ongoing process, I've discovered that one, one candy that people maintain is, is one of the most sour candies out there is a candy called toxic waste. Hmm. Now, I've, I've heard rumors of it being of people being able to find it uh, at like dollar stores. Um, so I've checked many times, just going there just for that. Hey, do you guys have this? Can you order it? And, you know, and they're always like, yeah, we've had it before, but we don't have any right now. So this, this last uh, a couple of days ago, I was down at one of my very favorite stores. We've talked about it on this podcast, this very show, Poppin' Sweets. And so Pop, Poppin' Sweets has not only pop, but they have sweets. And I'm going around looking at all these different candies, and what do I see? Toxic waste. So I get I buy like two uh, two of the little jars. It looks like ooze is like spilling out of like a like a bucket, and then the toxic waste is like individually wrapped, kind of like warheads, inside of this little bucket. Bought one of those, popped it in my mouth, and whoo, doggy, <laughs> that sucker is sour. So sour, but so great. I ate like four of them today, and I can't feel my tongue. So those are my three favorite things for this episode. Awesome. Well, I'll make mine quick since we're uh, way over time here. But um, uh, number one is something that I've been working on for like the last year, and I kind of quit doing it. But uh, one of my favorite authors is a guy named Tim Ferriss. He basically he has he's famous for his four hour series. He started with the four hour four hour work week work, work week. Yeah. Yeah, and then he did The 4-Hour Body, and he's done The 4-Hour Chef. But The 4-Hour Chef, I recently started reading again. He's got a whole section on what he calls meta-learning. And it's a process on how to learn huh. any skill or language or thing faster than you normally would. He's got a whole process there. So anyone who's into learning languages or really self-educating, those are the types of things. Like I recommend looking at that. You can also check out his blog if you're into entrepreneurial stuff, The 4-Hour Blog. But that book, Meta Learning, is awesome, and I'm going to start uh, applying that to some of the goals I have, some of the things I'm going to learn. So um, I, that's my number one thing. Okay. I recommend you check it out. Number two, um, while we were in Disneyland, I had a bit of a snafu where I bought some tickets. They did end up buying them, by the way, Mike, so I got a full refund finally. Oh. So I bought some tickets to Disneyland, nice. and because I waited to do it within the 24-hour window, um, Disneyland didn't have any record of it. So... Mike uh, helped me out while I was like waiting for refunds and stuff to come in. He um, helped me get my tickets, but um, we were able to get a discount for 129 bucks. I had to pay him back. So because he yeah. was, he got his discounts, he introduced, introduced me to a new app. I'm a PayPal guy. That's what I've used as a credit card processor for some of my websites. But uh, Mike introduced me to this great app, Venmo, which I know is not new, uh, but I'm in love with it. It's awesome. Super easy to use, super quick. Mike... Uh, Mike can invoice me if I have funds in the account. If it's going to charge me a fee, it warns me, and I have to approve it first. Uh, but, yeah, it was great. It made things super easy. We were able to use discounts at Disneyland for Mike's pass, and I was just able to send him cash. So uh -huh. really like Venmo. So thank you, Mike. Yeah, it's, it's, 
I'd say that's what it's great for. I, I wouldn't say it's as good for like invoicing clients, but for like no. passing passing money between friends or people that you know, it's awesome. Yeah, and, and yeah. Uh, the app is beautifully designed, wonderful user experience, a great onboarding process too. So uh, yeah, I recommend it too. As far as using it though, um, yeah, it was it was great. And one of my favorite things to do is leave silly notes. So one time, Mike and I went to a movie, and so I thanked him. The reason I sent him money was for movies and cheese. <laughs> so and he bought some scarves for me as a gift for uh, my girlfriend, and so I wrote um, scarves and knitted things. So yeah, fun <laughs> stuff. Um, and then the third one yeah. is um, so being in New Mexico for school the only real thing that it's known for is called the Land of Enchantment, and their license plates have hot air balloons. We used to have this giant hot air balloon festival uh, that runs out there. However, um, we found a Groupon for hot air balloon rides, and I bought it, and I just scheduled, and on the 26th, my girlfriend and I are going down a four-hour hot air balloon ride. Wow. Yeah, and it's run by the same company that is the preferred partner at the Albuquerque, New Mexico hot air balloon show. Cool. So, so pretty awesome. So if you ever get a chance, check it out. I'll report back while we're there, and we'll get photos and stuff. So uh, I can't wait to hear about that. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. I think I might buy a GoPro just to wear. Oh, yeah, man. Totally. So anyway, that's my three things. Well, you know, we've, we're pretty far over time, and uh, you know, I think this has really been a good episode of Movie Madness and a Smelly Toy Report. Can't Great. beat it. Nope. All right, well, peeps, thanks again for listening. Um, and if you have any questions, hit us on the Twitter sphere, the Facebook, or on the website. Yep, we love you all. All right, ciao.